0: Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter. Where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast. My name is Cecile and I have a lovely guest today. I cannot wait for this conversation. It is going to be juicy. So I'm not even going to waste any time because I need all of our minutes (laughs) to be utilized well. (laughs) Okay. So I want to welcome Carrie Hummingbird and I'm going to turn it over to you so that you can introduce who you are and let the audience know who you are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm Carrie Hummingbird. I didn't start off as Carrie Hummingbird. I changed my name after my divorce, uh, after I ended my 20 year marriage. And, uh, you know, I changed my name based on a vision of a hummingbird I had in a meditation journey. And I realized that was a message from spirit about, you know, who I am. And so I said, thank you. (laughs) I'll change my name to that. And so uh, now I'm a soul guide. Before I was a high tech person, high tech Silicon Valley person. I'm a mom of two kids uh, of my own. I'm remarried, and so I've got two little ones now. And uh, so we are. I, I think it's like, is it blocked? I think that is. The, is the um, the signal not good?
2: I can hear you just
0: fine.
1: You can hear me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm a mom of two kids, my, my own two kids, and I have uh, two inherited kids uh, from my new marriage, and so four kids total, and I'm a soul guide, and I'm an author and podcaster like yourself, and just trying to do the best I can to get the messages out there, be a messenger.
2: Absolutely.
0: And so when you say you're a soul guide, I think that that needs some unpacking and explanation. (laughs) Not everybody understands that terminology, right? So what does that mean?
1: Yeah. Well, to me, in the most basic sense, it means that people who are really ready to discover their greater self, the one beyond their body, and to discover their direct access to God's source, creator, universe, spirit, whatever your word is, those are the people I guide to help find their own path to that connection so they can navigate it themselves and take their own journey with a connection to that greater force. And so I just guide people to find their own path. So this is not religion, this is spirituality. This is a personal inner journey and I guide people on that journey.
2: Mm-hmm. And Why is that important?
0: Why do you feel that that was important for you to do?
1: Well, because great spirit saved my life. I mean, I've got myself pretty run down into a big pit of despair at the end of my 20-year relationship after struggling in that relationship to make it work and having kids and having all the pressures and, um, you know, having all my inner dialogue. Um, 20 years of sitting on a couch in, in psychotherapy trying to fix myself to be acceptable and all of the culmination of all of those pressures led me down to a space where I felt despair. You know, I felt like I wanted to end my life. I wanted to, I like my kids would be better off without me. And so I I didn't luckily do that, but I did walk out of the relationship and I did walk away from psychotherapy because after 20 years, if it hasn't worked yet, it's probably not gonna work for me. So I opened to I said, okay I surrender whatever's next, like show me the way. And it was that decision to just take that leap of faith that started the next part of my life, which has been nine years in the making now, which is awesome. (laughs) Like I finally opened a door. Now my life is built on a foundation of spirit, of great spirit. And that has totally unfolded my life in a whole new way. My marriage now with my second husband is based on spirit. It's based on commitment to that higher self. And everything is going smoothly. We we faced way more challenges in our short time together than probably in the whole 20 years that I faced with my other husband. But since our foundation wasn't in spirit, you know, we really had some challenges and things got bad and it got, you know, pretty dark and dismal. So I I think it's kind of like um, really important because your life changes in drastic ways when you open to that divine self. That's just right there the whole time but just waiting for you to say uncle you know like
0: right okay right right I love that you you it sounds to me from my own personal understanding that there was the decision to have that direct connection to divine as opposed to feeling like you were you could go through something or someone else to find that right? So you, you are finding yes. that through your own direction. You, Of course, there may be people and things that are put in your path to help you, but it's still your work to do. And I think that it's that's my work, something yeah. that um, many of us, when we're talking about, when I have a conversation about self-care, for example, that's the other thing that you said that um, struck me was that when you were in the, the relationship, the 20-year relationship, you just weren't um, caring. Taking care of yourself, basically, in a, a healthy way—mentally, spiritually, emotionally, etc.—and this is something that I personally impress upon my um, my audience that as a mother, as a wife, whatever your job, if you're not taking good care of yourself, then whatever you, however you bring yourself to those things, is going to be um, muddled. And it's not going to be pleasurable. It's not going to be empowered. It's not going to be you know. And so this is the the power of having some holistic self care in there and really taking charge of your mind, body, and spirit. And so I love that you that you um, pointed that out and said that and gave that contrast between how you um, are in your current relationship and how you were in your relationship um, because that.
1: Well, I-, I thought I was taking care of myself. Cecile, mm-hmm. I really did. I mean, I was going to get massage. Right. I was that going to get care. my care. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought I was taking care. I was going out to dinner with my husband on date nights. Right. I, I, we were going away on vacations. I right. thought that was self-care. Right. But it wasn't the deep inner self-care.
0: Right. Exactly. It wasn't deep. It wasn't holistic. It wasn't based on the inner pull. It yes. It based on an outer pull.
1: It was I like the answer is out there to make me feel better, and I need to go get it. And it was in that bottle of wine. And then, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. We all do it, so it's fine. We all do it. We, we all do it. do it. We find ourselves at the bottom of the the bottle of wine and go, "My answer wasn't there."
0: Right. For me, it was the bottle, the bottom of the uh, the, the Oreos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the Oreos, or the whatever other addiction. Or ice
0: cream, you know. I like- <laughs> yeah sugar was my thing for a long time um thankfully it's no longer but whatever it is but those that's the that we can get into a whole conversation about addictions and what they do in fact i had a conversation earlier about that and what they how they numb us from you know feeling what we're supposed to feel so uh well what we can feel to have a better relationship with ourselves i should say so anyway so that is a great segue i feel into your book, The Second Wave, which I absolutely adore. And what I love about it is that you, well, what I've read so far, I'm getting into it, and you all should too, um, but what I absolutely love about it is the clarity. It's like it's so clear that you can see yourself in that process or very uh, identify with your own process through what you were seeing through your own process. And I absolutely love that because I feel like, you know, with all that is going on energetically, people are not thinking about what's happening energetically, just physically. Like, you know, people are reacting to the events and not the energy behind the events. And so I absolutely um, love that you you um, talked about that. But what I also love is that you transformed the fact that you knew that you were a healer which I also know that I am. And I've been told this before, and I've actually had visions of this, of me wanting to be this lone person <laughs> living in the mountain.
2: And this, oh yeah. This
0: phrase that you said, you said, I didn't come here to dwell on the mountaintop. But I also interpreted that many ways. You know we always say that or i have been saying for the past few weeks that you know I, i've observed that there's a lot of people out here who have all of these specializations every week you know one week it's you know they're the uh, uh, what do you call it uh virus specialist and next week they're the <laughs> you know this specialist and that and it's like you know the, you can't live your life from the mountaintop of thinking that you're better but you also if, when you're in tune spiritually you can't, you have to find ways to transform yourself so that you bring that divine message and light into the world, right? In a way that is palatable. And you can do that through anything, right? You can do that through anything, literally. So I want you to talk some about your book and uh, how, what you, your process of writing it, um, how it's been impacting others, et cetera.
1: Yeah, so, well, I, that book is really different than my first book. My first book is Awakening to Me, and that book I wrote over two years as I started the process of transformi- inner transformation. And so it was a very personal book and it was like, it took a long time to write it. This book was, I got the tap like uh, February 2019 said, you're going to write this book. And I said, I don't even know what this is about. What's it called? The second wave. I said, how am I going to write it? I don't, I don't know anything about that. And then I got directed to find out, um, to go look up this video I'd seen um, from Dolores Cannon, who is, she has passed away now, but she wrote all these interesting really out there, far out there books called The Convoluted Universe, which I've tried to read and I can't read it because I'm not ready. I fall asleep. So anyway, she also developed this hypnosis technique. It's called quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. And a lot of people are getting trained in that now and have been for years. And now by her daughter, who's continuing the work, that technique helps um, practitioners to help people to get in such a deep state of relaxation that the practitioner can ask questions of that person's soul, or they call it the subconscious and, um, get answers and so she realized that she could bring people into this deep state of hypnosis but they would still be able to answer questions so she started asking questions and what they started telling her these people that were being interviewed under hypnosis was hey i'm part of the first wave or i'm part of the second wave so she started diving in well what is that and what these people were telling her in this hypnosis state was that they were volunteers to the planet they decided they were souls old souls experienced souls that decided they want to be on planet earth at the time of the transition into the age of Aquarius, because this is a huge, like awakening for humanity. This is like, we are all awakening. We're sending our consciousness. We're opening up to like a whole new experience on earth. And they want to be here for that. So, um, the only way to be here for that is to be here and embody as human. Cause you know, Aliens coming down to the planet and telling us how to live probably won't work out that well. We've seen a lot of movies that would depict our response to that, right? Like we will try to destroy them. We will bring our nuclear weapons and our firepower, right? So that doesn't work. The only – this is a planet of free will. So the only way to transform this planet is to get embodied as a human and transform it from the inside out, every single person in the mission. So those of us who are here – um, on the part of this second wave, if this is resonating for you, you probably have all, always been like, what is wrong with people? Why are they like this? How come they don't know to Me? be, right? <laughs> right? Like, what is the matter with them? Like, you the whole life you've been thinking, why are they acting this way? Or you've been really gullible and, like, e- easily, easy to, like, deceive because you trust, and you're like, why are people like, oh, my gosh, you're shocked that they're acting this way. Very and Very idealistic. Yeah,
2: idealistic.
1: Yes. And so that's second wave hallmark. And then you also had like a super challenging family, like family dynamics or environment or your school or community or something was really like challenging. And you had to show up in a big way beyond your years, like your years on earth, beyond your age. You had to show up like an adult in that situation and everybody else was like not able to deal with it for whatever reason. So that's kind of some of the hallmarks of somebody that's from the second wave is that you just have, you just have an inner knowing that other people don't seem to have. And you're, you're able to navigate things a little bit better than other people just by some innate gift or knowing, and that you never lost sight of what love was and you never stopped striving for it. So you would just like went after personal development, like a hallmark of your life. Like I got to get me some of that. Like I am going to transform this. So you just had that innate desire to like get in there, change things, learn, grow, evolve. And. And so you have. And so the, the only thing we're doing now is you already did the work. So if, you, if this is all resonating for whoever's listening, this is resonating for you, then I just want you to be re- reassured that you already did a big part of the work. So if you're kind of sitting there like, I know I've got a big purpose. I know the time is now. I have no idea what my purpose is. I'm really bothered because I can't figure it out. You already did it. So relax. Now all you need to do is remember who you really are. And that's why the book is out there, is to remind you all the stuff you already knew. Because Cecile, as you read the book, you're like, I already knew that. I remembered that, or I thought yeah, that myself. Absolutely. Or yeah. yeah, all I'm yeah. doing is telling you what you already know.
0: Already, all, all of the things that you talk about, I've either I either experienced it, um, you know, help walk people through it. My <laughs> own, you know, and I call it. I actually call it generational curse breakers. That's my terminology for it. People yes. Oh, breaking. good. Yeah generational curses um transcending all of these um ideologies and beliefs and 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 these these things that don't even make sense quite frankly oftentimes that we carry around and we we perpetuate and we uh repeat over and over again and it's like that doesn't make sense (laughs) okay let's just be honest now um so i i um intentionally you know call that a generational curse breaking because it's like almost a curse on your life because as you describe in your book that what that ends up doing to you is that you end up and I know many can resonate with this even as moms mothers we take on the persona of what people want us to be or what we think will make others happy and so we
1: get clouded
0: by all of that and it, it literally I believe that it, and I've been saying this for years, it causes us for to um, develop physical issues. Uh, and black women mm-hmm. specifically, we deal a lot with fibroids. And I personally believe that that has a lot to do with it. Us un, un, being unwilling to uh, recreate ourselves and go back to our essence. It's time for that. Um, and I think that it causes all of this depression, anxiety, um, and these other disorders that um, you see that is just popping up just everywhere, um, and so I, I want you to talk a little bit about that and um, some of the things that you learned through your process of your awakening.
1: Yeah, I love it. everything you just said is so powerful, and I'll just echo that. Yes, um, my journey has confirmed that we are here to heal generational patterns um, gener- generational curses, um, patterns that have come down through the generations that have trapped people. It's like, you know, the sins of the fathers are revisited upon the sons and the Bible says that, but we don't like, we just like go, whoosh, you know, like, it doesn't like, make what does sense. That
0: mean? <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> it's because it's epigenetics. It's because it goes, you know, so all of our ancestors experiences live on in our bodies until the traumas are processed and healed. Anything that your ancestor went to death without healing is now yours. So, and, you know, also all of their wisdom they gain is also yours. So, you know, it's both. You get the good stuff and you get the not so good stuff. You get the stuff you want and you get the stuff that's not helpful. So in my case, um, like I, I, have, um, I have lots of generational um, energy around uh, mothers. So my next book I'm working on is called Healing the Mother Wound. So my, I don't know how far it goes back, but there's been generations of mean moms, like just generations of mean mothers, like all the way back. And I think it started probably before this, but the one I know about the best is that my great grandmother uh, was here and she was this Irish woman and she's got this, these like 13 kids and she's a migrant farm worker and she's got to keep all those kids in line and make the whole and make everything happen so food's on the table and everybody survives that is a lot of pressure and so yeah you could definitely be a mean mom in that circumstance right so there's a lot there. And so my mom suffered from, you know, my grandmother growing up in that environment and kind of getting some meanness to like, I'm going to grab the switch and switch you with it, you know, that kind of thing and just all kinds of other things. And then my mom kind of inherited some of that and then she passed it on to me and then I kind of got like, you know, I don't want to ever be a mean mom. So I like squashed all my voice and I ended up getting like a, a huge ovarian cyst on my right ovary, you know, that got taken out. Along with my marriage, so I married. I married somebody who was a lot like my mom, and was, um, you know, like nag, 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 ping, 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 criticize, criticize, criticize. You know, tear you down, tear you down, tear you down, kind of person. And I didn't set a boundary on that because when you when you're raised in that environment with somebody who's like a covert aggressive kind of person, you you learn to hide. Like you learn to not come forward with your energy, right? You learn to kind of like cower and like you know, look for the right opportunity, you right. know, to, to be free somewhere else, you know, you learn strategies. And so you, that you usually everything. pick a partner. Yeah.
0: That In everything, by the way, not just in, yeah. you know, your family, you're going to do that at work, you're going to do that in business, you're going to do that in everything. Um, because that's just the nature of you know, energies and how they move around. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: So yeah. Yeah. And
1: as a mom too, and you can start to see it. Like when you become a mom, that's why I believe that's why when I became pregnant and I had my first child, I was enjoying the pregnancy experience and then the baby came and I had huge postpartum depression. Like all of a sudden, all this like early childhood uh, trauma that I experienced zero to five all of this other stuff from my early childhood just rose to the surface and started coming out. And I was like going through a dark night of the soul as I'm trying to like take care of this little baby. It was tremendously hard. And um, I got in therapy, I got on drugs, like I did all the things, but like it just, it was so profound, the, um, the pain and the embodiment of all that pain. And then, you know, trying to nurture when you're on empty, like, All of that. And then with a husband who's also like a nitpicker and a criticizer, and like, you know, like everything's wrong, you know? So it's like, oh. So, you know, I coped with that for whatever I did the best I could, but I didn't actually start healing that until I walked away from the marriage and until I walked away from psychotherapy, which it just wasn't getting deep enough. Like it was just here at the mind, but it wasn't getting deep enough. Like it needed to go deep, really deep, you know, like super subconscious deep. Yeah. yeah, body deep.
0: Body deep, absolutely. And, and you're not the first person that I've heard say that when it comes to um, therapy and, and such. And, you know, I know that a lot of people may get flack for not wanting to go to therapy and things like that. But it may be something deeper than just not wanting to go to therapy. It may be that they sense that it's not going to give them what they need, perhaps. You know, I know I personally, when I did go to ther- therapy, I only went to people who un- knew other modalities, you know of mm-hmm. uh, spiritual mod- modalities who knew hypnosis for example and things like that um and this is why i say your you're i don't even like to call it healing i call it your ascension needs to be uh holistic it needs to be holistic and as you were talking about your grandmother and the, the inheritances it made me think of um Because people, when I first started in my process of talking to, and I talk mostly to Black women, and for whatever reason, we have this ability to um, hold on to, well, I know the reason, but we we don't want to, in our culture, we don't, you know, talking about your mother or being, you know, a certain way, talking about your mom and issues that you may have had with your mom is very, like, taboo. And so... You know, we, um, I've noticed that a lot of us like to hold on to that. And I would hear often in my process and talking to different women, oh, but that's your mom, you know, oh, you have to forgive because that's, these are the things that happen. And I'm like, I get that, but we have to be honest. I feel like truth is the serum, right? That's the body, that's the body work. You have to be truthful. Sometimes you don't know what it is that you're feeling, but whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever words you can put to it, put, put it to it, right? Because that's the part that started and you can't keep it up here, right? You have to let it out and you have to give it some kind of voice in order or put it on paper. I think giving it voice is, you know, way more powerful than anything. Um, and so I love that you said that because I, what it confirms for me that not only do we need to heal as the daughters, but we have to be very conscious that we are also healing our, past generations and giving voice to things that they probably could not have well they couldn't give voice to
1: and um, we're helping to teach our kids um that by demonstration about the spiritual journey of their life that you know here it's just this is part of the stuff that's coming up for the new book the F- love is is healing the mother wound is that it is a big setup it's a big setup when you come in your mom and you're in that you're growing inside your mother she's wrapping you in webs of her belief system her ancestry the way she perceives the world the way she thinks about the world you're like stewing in her emotions her thoughts her consciousness for 10 months so you're in the it's intentional so that when you come out you're ready to face whatever the life is right it's a totally intentional thing and it's like your essential self gets covered up by all of this other person's life story. Already,
2: already. Before, like, you even-
1: <laughs> yeah, before you even come out, whether you're a woman or, or a man, you come right. inside you're in your mom. So, you know, so if we want to heal this thing, we have to be able to be honest about the world that our mother created for us through the level of consciousness that she had when she was birthing us and then raising us. Mm-hmm. And it's not a blame thing. I think that if people could really understand this is not a matter of blame. We understand how hard it is, especially when you become a mom, you're like, oh man that thing was hard you know. (laughs) hello it's the hardest job on earth so but we have to be able to be honest about it so the more strong we are as mothers and the more strong we are as daughters let's say that the more strong we are as daughters and can fearlessly stand in the truth and compassion for for our mothers like hey mom you this stuff was messed up and i see it i know why it happened it was for me this is my strength. I derive from it. I claim that as my own. I'm empowered now by it. You didn't do anything wrong. You are my perfect teacher, whether, you know, I would judge it or not from today. You are my perfect teacher because I got everything I needed. And now I can serve that for my, my children, right? As the mother, now I teach them, hey, it's okay. You're going to be angry with me. It's okay. Some of the stuff I, I gave you as my webs of stories of life don't fit. And you're like, I don't like this story. I don't want that story. Don't tell me who I am. I'm my own person. Or I don't like that you did this. Or when you, you know, I don't like this. That's okay. That is part of your defining who you are. And I'm not threatened by that because I know that in order for you to find yourself, you've got to get through my webs. You know, it's like, I'm the cocoon and you're the butterfly. You got to push your way through my webs to find yourself. That is a powerful position to be in. And so if you're a mom, you just got to know that <laughs> you have props, like, no, I don't think God's great source spirit would put anybody in that position that wasn't ready for that. Right. Right. That's a big position of power and power has got to be used responsibly. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's,
0: that's, that's self-love. That's self-love. That's sovereignty. <laughs> that's, um, Because to do inner work like that, you really you have to believe that you're worthy of Mm -hmm. greater. You have to believe that you're worthy of greater, and so that is self love. That is going to transcend. Your self care is going to transcend anything surface, and you're going to realize that the work is not just about you and your mother or your feelings.
1: It's a bigger picture. The huge, massive, -er, more is that a word? Massiver. (laughs) Massiver. I like it. it is massiver it's Working because <laughs> because the indigenous people uh, that I study with the Native American uh tribes and South American tribes that I study with the teachings that come from these uh, from my training have taught me that we when we heal ourselves, we heal seven generations forward and seven back, so as we do deep healing, and those of us who signed up you know to to be part of the second wave, and we said that sounds like fun. I'm going to check all the menu options. Oh, abuse, emotional abuse. Oh, rape. Yeah, torture. Oh, you know, like (laughs) all of this stuff. Uh, Like we said, that sounds great. I'm going to go and heal that. Well, you know, then you got to stand up for that healing. You're doing it on behalf of your whole ancestral line, forward and back, not just yourself. And it's that important. And that's it's that knowing of how important it is that has helped me claim the healing every step of the way because it has not been pretty on the personal level. Like I have gotten, you know, like I'm I'm getting stonewalled, you know, by like pretty much my whole family, my mom and then everybody teams up with her cuz you know, she's a matriarch. So like I'm getting stonewalled by like Everybody in my family right now, because I talk about these things, because I get out there. And even though I'm not talking about it from a place of judgment, I'm just saying, hey, this stuff happens. You know, it's very matter of fact. It's like, you got to go and heal it. Like, you have to face it. You have to confront it. You can't just play nice and be a pleaser. Like, you got to call it out. Like, when there's aggressive narcissism, you got to call it out. When there's this, you got to call it out because you have to heal that. That's what you're here to heal. And you got to help, and I'm here to help other people. So that's just part of my role. So I get stonewalled, you know. So what gets me through it is this knowing in my heart that this is my purpose and this is what I'm here for. And there's a bigger picture that's way more important than my personal discomfort right now. Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. It is. However, what I've discovered is as you go through your process – you realize that it's actually much more peaceful to be able to conjure in your thoughts and meet people where they are than it is to be with them and be rolled over by them in some way shape or form, so it's like you know it it becomes easier to own your uniqueness in your journey and what it is that you're bringing out so it's a process it is a process, but all of this makes me think of the power and the purpose of motherhood and how motherhood really is a call to reclaim sovereignty and to teach it because yeah. I mean I feel that as a mother and this is why I do the work of mommy evolve as a mother we are this is our time to really define reclaim and bring our children back into order And I always say that we you don't have to have children to be a mother. That's not the definition. (laughs) The definition is to be able to be someone who nurtures cares and understands and is connected and rooted in the earth. And what it is that she actually needs at this point. Um, And so this is the time to reclaim that principle of mother. If mother wasn't powerful, then we would not have called earth mother, right? We we know that like the all-sustaining earth is mother for some, for, for a reason, um, <clears throat> as well as why we use a lot of words, uh, phrases to describe mother or things to describe other things that are uh, regenerative and um, powerful and such. And so, I as I was reading through um your book, you talk about um something that I think is going to be very is an important piece of motherhood that sometimes we miss and sometimes is what misses us in getting through to our children and to other people and maybe even sometimes to ourselves and that's
2: play, and
0: reclaiming innocence. Mm-hmm. I think that that is so important to sovereignty and to self care and
2: to self love and all of those things. What are your thoughts on that? Carrie, are you there? I'm not able to hear you. Hello. Let's give us just a moment as we, um, as Carrie uh,
0: comes back into the room, but I hope that you are, I know that you're gaining plenty of value from this and you are able to really see yourself in some of this that is um, being discussed. And, you know, this idea of um, sovereignty and self-care is really powerful because, in order to say that you are a sovereign being, a person that stands in their own, it's not standing alone, you're standing with the divine. You're standing with in your spirituality. So that is a huge piece of that and that is what we are um, trying to or what we are displaying here in that conversation.
2: So um, Carrie, are you able to hear me? I can, I see that your microphone is open. Are you able to hear me? Are you muted? No, you're not muted. All right. All right. So We are going to, I'm not able to hear you Carrie. perhaps you're muted on your side, I'm not sure. Um, You can uh, perhaps try. Yeah, I see that you're not muted, but I'm not sure why I'm not hearing you. Hello? Yeah, I see that you logged
0: back in. And we were getting juicy with this. (laughs) Well, it's all been juicy, but um, I'm not sure. Do you wanna try one more time to log back in and see how that works? Perhaps, just a few seconds. I thank the audience for waiting and for giving us a moment to calibrate. I think today started a mercury retrograde or something. Usually those things, I don't pay attention to it, but... (laughs) I cannot ignore the <laughs> the fact that that is something that is happening today. Just saying. So um, perhaps that's the reason why. Even though I I don't feel like I'm ever affected by those things,
2: but hey, you never know. Um, <laughs> you never know. I might be affected now. So. Yeah, I was just talking about the mercury retrograde. And is that what's happening? I don't know. All right. All right. I'm still not able to hear you, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, I'm still not able to hear you. I don't know what happened. Is I don't know if you're using a microphone on your end. I don't recall seeing you with one on your ear. But sometimes they're not open. Um or on your computer.
2: Um, sometimes the, the, the headset is not open and that's the issue. So, Yeah, we can, uh, let's tr- I'll stop recording.
0: All right, so to the point of the question uh, about motherhood, teaching sovereignty, reclaiming our sovereignty, and then um, expanding that out into everything that we do. I think it's so critical for, so for me, for example, I'm very, um, I, I get very, like my heart becomes very heavy from the way that we treat the planet. It really, it really bothers me the way that, and not only that we treat it that way, but people are so unaware and disconnected. And so I feel like part of my purpose in life is to do something toward that end. And so I'm saying that to say that I feel that we all have to get connected, part of us all getting connected to our soul's purpose, understanding ourselves as second wave uh, individuals um, and doing our work is connected to our ability to heal the, the concept of mother. This is why the mother wound is being healed. This is why, you know, uh, this pandemic and people sitting down and realizing that them driving too much <laughs> is causing the air to look like crap. Like the sky doesn't need to look like that. It's because you're driving. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, what is your take on that? How do you interpret
2: that?
1: No, I think you're right on. I think that, um, you know, we're here to... You know the awakening where we know we're here for an awakening everybody sees it right everybody it doesn't matter how awake you are everybody sees we're waking up okay so like they're all agreeing you know like yes there's something going on here that's really different and the, the different thing is that as we wake up we need to be able to connect in with the earth because the earth we are part of the earth we are made of earth we're made of 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 the elements of earth we are connected to Earth consciousness. We can't not be. We're on it. We're made of it. We're birthed from it. So we are it, and so we need to respect ourselves. And in respecting ourselves and respecting our our co-creative capacity on the Earth, we need to then we respect the Earth because as we get tapped back into that. Matronly, that Mother Earth, that presence that created us on this, in this physicality, in this physical realm, right? So we're talking physical manifestation. So you could think of like the mother is the physical manifestation of our divine selves, and you know, if you want to think about the father, is like the, the spirit self, right? The the um, higher self, like the the eternal self. So you've got the masculine and the feminine. So all of that works together. So we're in our bodies, which is a physical manifestation of matter. We have to tune into that. We have to connect with that. We have to listen to it. And as we become part of that, and, and this is part of the waking up, we get out of our egoic consciousness and we get into our our spirit self, that side of us that's like tuned into all the stuff that's here, like the earth and the plants and other people and the water and you know everything. Then we get the messages we need. You know, as we meditate, we get the messages we need. As we sit and ground on the earth, we get the messages we need. And we know what's right because our heart starts to open. And as our heart starts to open, we feel. And as we feel, we we know things because our feeling sense is way more powerful than our minds. And so our body is constantly telling us information. It's like a – it's a very – amazing piece of technology this human body and you know we don't need to make ai like we really don't need to go any further with technology and all that stuff because it's not important what we need to do is understand this being right here this body right here this you know we've been gifted this vessel and we take it totally take it for granted we don't even use like most of our brain but we don't even know what it's for, but we're gonna go like create something like artificial intelligence, really? Like you don't even know what your own mind is for. You're gonna go create this, you're gonna go create a pill. Well, you don't even understand what all the plants in the jungle and what they're supposed to do for you. You don't even understand what the dandelion does on your front yard. So how are you gonna go create something better than mother nature? You don't even understand the environment you live in. So this is where we gotta start realizing humility. We have the greatest teacher there is called Mother Earth. And she is the most patient teacher and will let us do all kinds of atrocious things to ourselves and to the planet without eradicating us. There's only been five extinctions. There's been plenty of stuff that's happened in the last several thousand years that could have been worthy of extinction. (laughs) But we kept going because of the grace of Mother Earth allowed us to keep experimenting, learning, and growing until the point where the balance gets so out of whack that she has to do something to correct it. Just like a good mother, right? Like as a good mother, you're very patient. You know where your children, you can see what they're doing, you have visibility into their trajectory, you understand the process they're going through, and you're guiding you're guiding you're letting them stumble you're letting them fall you're guiding here you're guiding there you're providing messages they don't listen to anything you say you keep going <laughs> like just holding space for them to figure it out so we have a lot to learn from the earth and you know as as mothers we have powerful voices that we don't always use that we could be using you know the mother voice Everybody listens to the mother voice, but for some reason, we don't share it. We don't, we don't speak from passion and conviction from that place in our womb, that, that mother voice. We don't speak that mother voice enough, and that mother voice needs to say things like, listen, wake up. We need to respect our mother. We need to respect this earth. We need to respect the plants. We need to figure out what they're doing and not just like try to recreate stuff. Like Let's actually learn from this planet. I feel like that's the movement in the second wave.
2: I, I got nothing else to say.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Bike drop. No, but you know, seriously, <laughs> it's really,
0: it, it literally saddens me. And this is why I'm creating a couple of courses that I'm creating to teach children about the earth. And because I realize that even in speaking to adults, I will hear adults say, Oh, you know, we keep innovating technology to make our lives easier as humans.
1: Hmm. Are we? <laughs> is it easier? Because we're all separated. We're all we, we've created technology that actually, arguably, many people are arguing is making us sick and giving us cancer, right? Right. The 5G and the radiation. And so all like, you're
2: doing
0: is mimicking Mother Earth with yeah. that. And because not even it mimicking it well, simply because when you create AI technology, when you create these technologies, the, the code in and of themselves is full of biases and full of <laughs> our lower human, un, you know, forms and understanding. So are we really advancing?
1: Well, and they say like we have high speed internet, which is great, right? We can communicate with each other like over the internet and we can communicate our thoughts and everything. We can have these conversations, but guess what? If you actually like dedicated yourself to opening up your third eye and your, and your psychic gifts that are in your brain that you don't use because you don't know how to use them and you. You know, and then the fluoride in the water like restricts the ability for you to use them and things like that. Your di- poor diets and all of these things. If you actually like ate well and supported your body to be healthy, mm-hmm. you, you'd open up psychic gifts that y- you would never need this actually, because yeah. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's, it sort of makes it easier, but you know, we're we're verging on a whole new potential in the human genome in the human mind in the human evolution where we're not even going to need that. And we know it exists already. Like every mother can check every single mother. If she gets quiet, can tap into her children and and like feel how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like every mother can tap into her children and go, how's my child feeling? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's just right there. Like, what if you could expand that gift and then that's the gift that you that you use in your life to figure out like the truth and to figure out what's actually happening, to solve conflicts, to create peace, to create understanding is using the mother gift you already have and expanding that and learning how it works rather than trying to like find some other external outside solution. No, it's in here. It's right in your body. You've got all the receptors and everything you need right here.
0: Totally, totally agree. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult concept for many people to grasp because we, well, first of all, we have a a skewed definition of technology. I often have to teach that technology is not computers. Technology is, this is a, this is technology. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, the the bark off of the tree is technology. Technology is not defined as um, computers and phones. Technology is anything that you use to lift yourself up, but you have to really look at the the totality of something to see whether or not it is actually technology. Because yes, you know, um, there are natural things in nature that can take you out too. <laughs> right,
1: right sure. Um, it's you, medicine. If you it's medicine. Misuse it.
0: If you mis- misuse it. It will be. You know, if you overuse it, <laughs> if you, yeah. But this is knowledge and wisdom that we have. But now, through because of profit and things like that, we want to create, 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 create all this stuff. And it's like we don't need all this stuff. (laughs) We don't need all of it. And
1: in the creating of all that stuff, we're creating imbalance too. You know, we're creating a lot of imbalance. imbalance. So Mm
0: -hmm. much imbalance. And we can take that from the outside and look at how the imbalance has been created on the inside and really look at that um, to propel our ascension and what we actually need, what we don't need. And I think that there's a reason why we're going through this whole process of people wanting to purge. But even in the process of purging, we're seeing not only did we not need all of this stuff, but it's like, where is all this stuff going?
1: Yeah, where's it going to go now that you're purging it? It's going to go to the dump, (laughs) and then what?
0: And then what? It can't biodegrade. It's not going... Anyway, I can get into this deeply, but I'm going to stop there because we are about... (laughs) (laughs) at our time and I do want you to um, tell people about how they can connect with you um, give some information on any anything that you um, have for the audience and
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, my website is KeriHummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I Hummingbird.com. And um, I I lead all kinds of different things. I've got some programs that dropped in from the COVID isolation called Liberation Series. I do a lot of channeling, so I'll open up and channel guidance from Ascended Masters, and I will share things that I'm hearing And the collective and also from those spaces. And then I facilitate healings. So I've been, um, you know, so I don't heal people. I just open, they call me the door opener. I just open the door and then everyone's ancestors and higher selves like have a space then to perform the healing on behalf of everybody that's part of the group. And then I'm just holding the space because I'm the door opener. So That's it. And it's powerful what happens in those in those spaces when I get out of the way and I just let it all happen. It's pretty amazing. Um, so I do that kind of work. I like that work. I do individual work if people want to do healing work. I do rainbow light healings. Um, so like chronic healing has a lot uh and Reiki healing, they have a lot of colors. And I work with the rainbow spectrum. So that's um that's the work that I do. And I love it because anybody can have any color they want. And, uh, you know, it's their choice and they can have the whole rainbow if they want, which is also really fun. And it's just, um, you know, it's one of those mystery experiences when you start stepping into the divine feminine that you just don't, ex- you don't expect because your brain hasn't been open to that yet. So it's, um, it's part of the mystery, which is my path of healing is the mystery. It's the mystery of the mother earth. It's the mystery of healing. It's the mystery of spirit that is. That has opened me up to you know everything I'm doing today, and that's what I share with people. So it's I love it, Cecile. It's like so fun. It's, I'm always surprised. I never know what's going to happen, Absolutely. and I like it that way actually I agree
0: as I'm moving into trusting my gifts more I I I mean I've done things sporadically over the past in the past but it's like all right Cecile you know when the things keep on hitting you in the back of your head you're like all right
1: but that's your ancestors (laughs) like Like, wake up come (laughs) on now you, you have plenty of ancestors that know how to do healing you just right. have to really call on them <laughs> exactly
0: exactly I, I trust me i know i've known for many years years <laughs> They're um, <talking> to you. <laughs> but yeah so thank you for doing that work because it is um, powerful work it is the necessary work it is the part of shifting the energies that we need shifted and recognize in the earth right now it's,
1: it's gonna take every one of us to seal you know every single one of our voices every single one of our journeys is important and we have to we have to be able to listen to each other hear each other not try to change each other just listen that's listen it. to each and other not
0: put, place any judgment on you know that's so you know, hard isn't it it's so t- <laughs> tough so, so tough. very very tough but it's like, you know, when you don't put the label on it, then you can just be more clear to hear, you know, more clear to hear what is happening here. So um, I thank you so much. So please visit thank you. Carrie's website. Um, check out her book, The Second Wave. You will not be disappointed. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. All right.
0: And thank you all for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode did you like that I know it was as informative for you as it was for me look this is a process for all of us and to keep this process going I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well. So that we can discuss them in future podcasts and you can email that to mom at gmail.com you can also visit the website and send your comments there www.mommeevolve.com and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode peace and love